What up, Kev? What's going on, man? Chilling, chilling, chilling. Hey, man, I don't like, I don't, uh, I'm going to start this off the right way. I don't like to tell jokes about uh, you being older than me and you getting old, but I do know that the day after this recording drops, Young Sakota has a birthday, correct? That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, man. So you, you are getting old, and I just wanted to remind you of such. Well, um, she's getting old. preemptively saying. I've been old. Because the older she gets. <laughs> okay, you're, you're already just accepting that. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Good, man, good. Because, you know, that was the, an important thing for me to start to show off, reminding you that with every year, you know, you get older and she really doesn't actually. Well, that's mighty, that's mighty big of you. <laughs> so happy preemptive, uh, a preemptive happy birthday Thank to you uh, young Skoda. Yeah. Um, What's good, man? So, you know, that's not necessarily the opening question, but big plans for, for the little one? Or what's, what are we doing? Not really. She wants a she wants a scavenger hunt. I did a like a makeshift one last year because that's when we were really at home at home. Right, right, so right. So I hit her, hit her gifts around the house and stuff, and she had to oh, just run cool. around to find them. But now she wants like riddles, and she wants like some Indiana Jones Temple of the Lost Ark, kind of. <laughs> she wants a legitimate yeah. scavenger hunt. Yeah, I'm like, wow. I'm like, I have to sharpen my pencil. <laughs> can't, can't get to thinking. <laughs> wow. Uh, okay. It's gonna that be is like, much more creative. What's black and white and red all over? <laughs> it's in the kitchen. I don't know. <laughs> Just arrows. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's dope. That is dope. So for the pandemic, you you did a scavenger hunt for her birthday initially, and then yeah, and this, this is turning into tradition. To tradition. So, so when she's in her twenties and requests a scavenger hunt, we just we just what do we do at that point? Just no. <laughs> if she's still talking to me when she's in her twenties, I'll I'll just <laughs> whatever. I'll go all out. <laughs> That is so scary. God, that is so scary. <laughs> that is so scary, man. Oh, man. Paris the thought. Um, I so on a rap-related note. Yeah. I actually, what's the last record you listened back to? I'm talking old school. Obviously, it's got to be an old school record or older record mm-hmm. that you listened back to when you were like, you know what? This is as dope now as it was when I, I initially listened to it. Most times it kind of loses its flavor, right? So, uh-huh. um, you know, there are records that I go back to every now and then. I, I probably the last one, the reason I remembered is because I want to shout out um, this guy by the name of Scott Koenig, who was, uh, mm. I met him, he was a manager for Rush Management. For Russell's company, oh, word. but he was managing okay. the band Biohazard. Oh, so they were on. Okay. They were on Warner. Um, you know, but um, they all worked out of the same office as Def Jam, I think, at the time. Um, and uh, and he just passed away, so it was very sad oh, to hear man, that news. Geez. The crazy thing about it is that I haven't kept in touch with him. Um. But literally a few days before I I heard that news or someone told me about about that happening, um, 
I was listening to Meth's first solo album, which has oh, held okay. up for me, I think. Method Man solo record? To Cal. Yep. Yep. Wow. Wow. Just but just, I am under Oh, the- you know why? It's, it's because I because I've been watching the I don't know if you watched the Wu Tang American saga. Okay. Yeah. So no, I, I popped I'm that on. mixed reviews on it, but yeah. Oh, yeah, I popped out. Oh, yeah. Isn't Davey D saying it's better than The Wire? <laughs> Was that yeah. him? <laughs> Is it? I, I don't know about that. <laughs> but I thought it was, that, you know, yeah. there, there are things I like about it. But the crazy thing about it and the reason why it all fits together is that he knew I was a big hip-hop fan, even though mm-hmm. we were working together on this metal project. Um and he, so he gave me that album on cassette like a couple months before. It's a Tukal record. It came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was, yeah. I wore that tape out before the album even hit the streets. Like, wow. So yeah, it was crazy. Wow. I think Bring the Pain is the only song I liked from that record. Oh, wow. If I could remember correctly. Yeah. That would um, be, that would make you wrong. I mean, I'm I'm fine with that as far as <laughs> records go. I'm, I'm generally wrong. Outside of okay, so the, here's here's my thing. The um only record that is untouchable to me. So I, this doesn't count in the conversation. This is just untouchable, regardless. It's top shelf record for me. Is um, Black Korea. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I've had more than a few conversations about that record and the impact of it during the time. Um, no, it's um, bizarre ride to the far side. That record oh, never wow. gets old to me. Wow, I can't, I can't. I've never in any era of my, any stage of my life, any year, I can listen to that record and and it's like it feels like the first time I listened to it or close. The thing, right? the thing that's a mistake was a mistake for me on that was that was during the go to the club play stuff loud in your car time in my life. Mm. Mm. I don't even know where I was at in terms of like, you know, being sort of in the lab or whatever on a constant basis, because it took a good year and a half before I ever sat down, put some good headphones on and listened to that joint. Like, right. right. That record is bananas. If you, it's crazy. Yes. If you actually <laughs> listen to it and, <laughs> yes. It's a crazy record. It's it's to me that's the last. We've probably discussed this on the show before. Um, of course, the Roots did one, but the, the Far Side did like a jam session record, right? Mm. And we don't get a lot of jam session records anymore. But either way, that's untouchable. The record I wanted to bring up that I recently listened to though was Aquimini. I re-listened to Aquimini okay. um, the past couple of days, and I'm like, yo, this record really held up. Like it's. For me, I, I just couldn't, I, every track they played, because I hadn't listened to it in so long that I'd forgotten some songs, right? So every track that it played, I was like, damn, yo, that, sh- that joint was banging. Like, they they did that. I think there's only one in particular I didn't like, but um, yeah, man, that's an excellent I can't, record. I can't like name the the songs that were on that record, though. Like, uh, I can't well, pinpoint them to that, that album. The Artist Theory Storytelling is on that record. Okay, right? okay. Um, that's uh, a it on a Barbie with Raekwon. Right. That so that record. that was after it was that right after AT Aliens? That was a, yeah, that was a record okay. after AT Aliens. Yeah. Which yeah, was, you know, they kind were of going a, through yeah. this weird thing for me at that point where there's some artists that if I'm not really connected to in some kind of, you know, almost like even a personal way, like 
they just get so popular with people whose opinion I don't like. Even though they they are totally right, they happen to be right about that one opinion that I'm like, I'm right. just not, I don't even care anymore. Like, Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, uh, people can completely turn you off to a record, yeah. like straight up. The, the audience, the fan base of a record can completely turn you off to it. And I don't think people really get that. Um, and if you've ever met anybody from OK Player, then you know that it's absolutely true. So... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I need to go back and listen to all those. I mean, I, I, I would get, but if I started from start to finish, or you know, from um, what was it, Southern Playlistic? Was it? Mm -hmm. If I start there, I'm not going to get past that record, though. That's the problem because I love that it's that record. And right? then I will, and then that instead of going crazy. on to AT Aliens, I will go over to the Goody Mob's first album. Sure, and and that would be the right thing to do. <laughs> I. AT Aliens doesn't stand the test of time for me. Oh, really? Because I, right. I like that record too. You, yeah. you want to talk about a record that I just refused to stop listening to when it was out. Mm. Was AT Aliens. Like that, I had the six uh, CD changer at the time. And that joint, <laughs> I take every other CD out except for the AT Aliens record. But then I start to listen to it again. And maybe maybe that's the thing. Like I've listened to it so much that... That, you know, I'm like ready for the changes and ready for the songs and ready for the, like, I'm just, I just consumed it too much. But, but Equimini, man, like that joint bang. And of course, this isn't shocking and bang before, but as far as records standing up to the test of time, that 36 Chambers, of course, um, mm. Sex and Violence by KRS One, mm. um, Death Certificate, like yeah. these records just never really get old. But I was actually kind of surprised because I was expecting to skip a lot of Equimini and I didn't. Yeah, I need to go back and yeah, I listened to because um, I was watching that show. I listened to Enter the Thirty Six Chambers again. They did one, the one good episode is uh, I mean not the one good episode. The one episode that I really thought was interesting was they showed sort of reenacted how they came up with Protect Your Neck and the story around that. But it's like it's real. It's trippy because it's real. Like it's not straight ahead, just like a a story being told it's it, it, sort of like some special effects and stuff and yeah pretty pretty tight i mean riz is definitely <laughs> doing himself a lot of favors telling his own story <laughs> i'm like riz is controlling the narrative with the heavy hand and the heavy sword three is told by the victors as they say <laughs> as they say i can't imagine what a black eyed peas biography would be like it would be like all right the rest of us didn't exist <laughs> there were no other rappers in Los Angeles except for them. So, um, <laughs> all right, y'all. Well, Kev, let's get to the other side. I Man, we got a lot to talk about, um, including uh, a couple of Dakota ones that I'm particularly proud of as we get towards the end of the show. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, yo, Kev, you ready, man? Yeah. <laughs> all right, y'all, let's go. Rap Sucks Radio. Blah, 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 blah. What up, y'all? You were live on Rap Sucks Radio with your homeboy, Trek Life, and your fam, Kev Sakota. Sakota, one, one, one. That's the scratch, right? <laughs> All right. Yo, thank y'all for tuning in, man. We appreciate each and every one of y'all. If you like to catch past episodes of Rap Sucks Radio, you can go to rapsucksradio.com or any of your favorite podcasting platforms. Um, if you like to catch this on your TV, you go to BTSN, right? 
behind the scenes network. What you do is you download the app or channel on your uh, any of your Roku or Amazon Fire devices. Click on the app or channel. We are right there live on your television. BTSN behind the scenes network. We want in. And um, yeah, let's jump right into this, Kev. Let's right. jump right into this. All right. Kev, who got a chill this week? Airline passengers across the board. In general. A lot, of, general. lot, of, lot last... of generic general gotta chills lately, which I think is not yes. the, the, the best marketing strategy, to be honest. Not not necessarily, <laughs> but it it's it's but we're not here, you know, for anything yeah. but the truth, really, at the end of the day, right? That's so, hard that hitting sounds, news. That, that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for but the I'm say... here for the numbers. <laughs> Let's keep it real. <laughs> the marketing, the marketing guy, man. <laughs> Always the marketing guy. Um, so listen, <laughs> I would say that airline passengers have had to chill since forever, but really yeah. since COVID popped off, it's yeah. been like, yo, we we're flying wild these days. <laughs> um, topic title for this: uh, Kev stated factually that humans are fragile, which in actuality is very true. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason for this is airline passengers everywhere are losing their damn minds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also a factual direct statement. We, <laughs> th- what do I draw from this, Kev? <laughs> um, sources with this are abc7.com, ktla.com, air travelers, flight attendants, and duct tape are the players involved in this. All right, let's go. A Delta Airlines passenger was arrested Friday morning at Atlanta's Hartfield-Jackson International Airport after he fought another passenger on a plane headed to Los Angeles, according to local police. Uh, Curtis Maurice Clayton, 30 years old, was arrested in on charges of battery and interference with government property. The uh, ATL Police Department said in a news release, police said the fight began when Clayton started to argue with German Montez. Not He's not a German name, Montez. I believe that's his first and last name, German Montez. The, uh, the man sitting behind him on the plane. Clayton allegedly became upset over Montez placing something in the pocket of his seat back and the dispute es- escalated into a fight. I'm starting to side with Clayton here. Video of the flight, which is now the subject of an investigation, showed two men scuffling in the aisle as few people tried to stop the brawl. One of the men appeared to have blood on his face. The incident is the latest in an alarming spike in disorderly behaviors amongst passengers on flights since the start of the pandemic. All right. Another one, Kevin. Earlier. Another one. Oh, man. Another one, right? Uh, Earlier this week, a flight from New York to Orange County, all of these Things headed straight to Los Angeles mm-hmm. or good grief, Southern Cali. What are we doing? <laughs> New York to Orange County was diverted to Denver after a man allegedly assaulted an American Airlines flight attendant. An Irvine man, makes sense, there's nothing in Irvine, has been charged with <laughs> assault after allegedly attacking a flight attendant midair last week, causing the plane to be diverted to Denver. Officials announced on Monday the incident occurred. October 27th, aboard American Airlines flight, blah, 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 joint, mm. uh, headed to John Wayne Airport in Santa Ana, horrible airport. Authorities did not release details <laughs> of the incident, but 20-year-old Brian uh, faces charges. Oh, come on, Brian. Damn. Faces charges of interference with a flight crew and assault uh, within the special aircraft jurisdiction of the United States, according to the Department of Justice. The female flight attendant was apparently punched in the face repeatedly. And suffered a broken nose. Wow. The incident, per witnesses, uh, began when the passenger became upset over having to wear facial covering during the flight. Oh, God. 
But American Airlines later said they had no information suggesting the incident was mask compliance related. Passengers said Brian had to be duct taped to his seat, Kev, after the attack. Uh, uh, after the flight landed in Colorado, he was removed and apprehended. All right. That's enough reading for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You tuned into Rap 6 Radio to hear Trek read the news. Go ahead. Kev. Exactly. Yeah. Have you ever um, have you ever encountered a situation like this on a flight you've been on? Um, okay, so obviously not mask related because I haven't flown since. Right. Um, now, by, by situation you mean where people have actually started fighting, or yeah, where it could have where it could have popped off. It was on a knife's so, edge. <laughs> on a on a flight from uh, on a JetBlue flight from from New York to Long Beach. Uh, yeah, we should specify any bar. non-spirit flight. <laughs> non-spirit or <laughs> yeah. Southwest, right? Spirit, um, you're there for the fights. <laughs> let's, let's face it. They have like a little ring <laughs> yeah. in, the, in the middle. It's, of just a, it's just a flying octagon. <laughs> 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 Terribly inefficient um, for wind drag. <laughs> the, um, I, I had two, two dudes... Uh, you know, front left of me, uh, they was getting ready to get into it. They was getting ready to come to blows. But they, I think they were drunk. I don't think it had any, I mean, I don't know what started the altercation, but they seemed like they were lit pretty much this, as one of them, at least as soon as he got on the plane. Mm-hmm. And the other might have been a little tired of it. But um, cooler has prevailed, so I had nothing really popped off. And I was young, so I, I wanted to see it. Like, I was about <laughs> 20, so I was like, yo, this- <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Let's go get these hands. Let's, yeah. let's, you know what I'm saying? How far is this going to go? What, what do they do? Do we stop the flight? Do we get to jump in? Like, how does this happen? Um, outside of that, the only other thing I will say, and this is not flight related, this is not, um, this is Atlanta related. And I'm sure it doesn't represent the whole of Atlanta, but it is my experience going to um, whatever that musical event, see see whatever that happened mm. in, in Atlanta, right? That was a good. That, so was, hop, that was a good attempt <laughs> coming up with the name. Of- <laughs> see whatever. Yeah, CMJ. CMJ. See, not CMJ. Nah, that's New York. Whatever. <laughs> One of those. Eighteen. <laughs> it's adorable. Metal music like booked me on a flight that landed in out <laughs> Jesus's house and I had to walk all the way to the other side of it. I had nowhere to stay. It was crazy, right? <laughs> and I think Odyssey was part of it too. Like, yeah, Trek could sleep in this sewer right here. So anyway, oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Not to mention, I actually had to sleep. Like, you know, wait for the train to take me to the airport. So I stayed at the train station, which is not really a train station, right? In Atlanta, like from like 12 to 5. So I just (laughs) really did not really have anywhere to sleep. It was like, yo, it was crazy. That was the second one. They did me bad on South by Southwest too. Damn, you mellow music. Anyway, story that I was getting to, Kev, was got on a bus in Atlanta, right? Okay. Two dudes in the back start chunking them, just start mm. scrapping, and it's a scrap. It ain't it ain't like a slap boxy thing. These dudes just throwing heavy handed blows. I'm like, whoo! People in Atlanta hit hard. Like, I don't know if this again represents all of Atlanta, but they was hitting the hell out of each other, right? Mm. And I remember in the most grandmotherly motherly fashion, the bus driver pulled over and said, <laughs> "Get off my damn bus with all that fighting! What y'all do?" It was like I'm not doing the accent properly justice, but just picture a deep Southern Atlanta accent. And them fools stopped what they was doing, mm-hmm. got off the bus, and started scrapping right there at the bus stop. And I was like, "That's that that's 
You know what that is? Manners. Manners, <laughs> Trek. It's a little that's that's a little bit of home training. That's what that is. That was one of the craziest things I had ever seen in my life. I've never seen in LA somebody, the bus driver, the bus driver has zero authority in Los Angeles. <laughs> period. <laughs> There's nothing. Bus driver might have to give up the wheel of the bus in LA, really, at the end of the day, unless the bus driver themselves can fight. So anyway, not to to change the subject entirely, but that that was the first thing that came to mind was like, damn, hmm. what if it was like Atlanta where it's these two polite people fighting and and then they stop? But yeah. Outside of that, Kev, I've never had that situation. Have you yeah. uh come across the, anything like this on a flight? No, no, I definitely had rude people. Um, and then, you know, I've, the thing is that I know I've been very aggravated on flights for whatever reason, right? And I've never, it's never gotten to the point where I was going to, anyone was going to need to duct tape me to the seat. I mean, geez, man. <laughs> Let me tell you something, by the way. This story, the first one I came up with was the second one you read, the 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 guy Brian Sue, yeah. the guy from Irvine. Mm-hmm. So I saw, but then I saw it was an Asian dude. So I said, let me find another I story. Try. <laughs> so let me find another story to put before. So then you this. find a black dude, because Clayton is clearly a black dude. Yeah, this is Curtis like- Clayton. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Hold on, hold on. We, we this subject has changed quite a bit. In fact, intensely. <laughs> <laughs> I want a I want a movie starring Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan. <laughs> so I tried not to say Brian's last name because I didn't want to implicate my you know what I'm saying, my, my my Asian friends. But but now that we're here, Brian Sue, an Asian man, was Kev's first article he found on this. Yeah. So this they guy, decided to double back and get a Southern black man. male involved uh, in this as well. But and the dude who got hit, German, who put the pumpkin in the seat back pocket. Or whatever to get in trouble, get himself in trouble. He's a big guy. If you watch the video, was he real? And he had, yeah, he, he bloodied his nose up a little bit, man. You know, um, him up, huh? so hey, you know, everything turned out okay, I guess. <laughs> but Brian, Brian looked like he weighs about a buck o two, soaked okay. to the bone, and he came walking off that plane like he just won the title belt. Did he really? I didn't oh, they watch show the him. Yeah, I think there might be there might be some deeper uh, psychological issues going on with O'Brien. Right. Well, he but, lives uh, in Irvine. Yeah, he, he's a very skinny guy, though. So I, I don't know if he felt very proud of himself or whatever. They couldn't take in more than a, you know roughly one eighth of a roll of duct tape to to hem him up in that seat, though, because he's a very skinny person. It might have been Brian's first win. At the end of the day, this might have been his first winning fight. Yeah. Listen, Irvine doesn't have trees or happiness, so I understand <laughs> why Brian might be this way. But <laughs> it's like the most expensive place directly under the sun that you would find, right? Like, I'm like, do you guys have shade? We pay all this money and there's no shade in Irvine. Irvine is just a, it, it's like, it's, it's it's an on ramp, an off ramp, and an on ramp. That's Irvine is just a place you go through when you're trying to get wherever you need right. to be. It's somewhere with a place called a Spectrum that is lowly, highly named for a lowly event or lowly uh, place. <laughs> Shout out to DJ Buddy. I'm, I'm doing I'm doing a little bit of dubs on it because I know DJ Buddy listens to the show and uh, he either stayed in or is currently staying in Irvine. I want to sure throw <laughs> enough shade uh, so that Buddy feels comfortable and knows that uh, we appreciate him listening. 
Um, with that being said, uh, yeah, my my few nights staying in Irvine, uh, work related, would let me know that Brian, you know, might be trying to punch his way out of Irvine. Wait a minute, you had a work trip to Irvine? I did, I did. Long. Uh, really, they're really, they're really doing telecom. They're, oh, oh, I see. I thought you meant like yeah. for your current job. They sent you on oh, a, no, no, a no, whirlwind no. retreat to Irvine. No, By the way, no, I, no, I, no. I I say that UCI is sort of like a like international waters for for Irvine. I don't think UCI really counts. No, UCI is dope. By the as as a, you know, uh, I mean I'm 45 now. That's how so we stay out of trouble with the uh, was. That's how we stay out of trouble with the uh, cheap shot in. Uh, wasn't Aloe on the station there too? At some point, I don't know, but Big oh. R, right? Okay, Big R, Raul. Um, and then you know they had the hip hop congress. Their hip hop congress was, oh, was okay. good as well as Cal Poly's. So yeah, and I saw um, one of the best. I saw one of the best George Clinton P Funk shows I've ever seen at Brandon. Yeah, yeah. I mean Irvine was dope. I mean my sister in law went to Irvine, but um, really we don't stay out of uh, any trouble with anyone as far as Irvine goes, except for the an Asian community because that's pretty much ninety five percent of. UC Irvine. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. And like two black dudes. Don't and don't don't catch yourself being homeless in Irvine. Because you're not gonna be in Irvine very long. <laughs> no, no, no. You will you're gonna land in Anaheim. You're gonna get kicked into Costa Mesa real quick. <laughs> real fast. To roll you into the ocean, basically. Oh uh, so yeah, what what uh, what do you think what 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 is going on? Because are people blaming this on COVID? Are they are they sad because they are stuck at home? What I mean, what happened with the movies? All these post nine eleven movies where there was thirteen air marshals on every flight. So you, whenever you got on a flight, you were looking around to see who was who could possibly be strapped, like you were gonna light up a a joint in front of the air marshal or whatever. Right. Right. Uh. Well, I guess this does prove that air marshals might not really be a thing, and that we might have made that up. Yeah. Right. I mean, or, yeah. yeah. They're Sky only, Marshall or whatever. Yeah, they're only useful for for um, getting the stereotypically looking terrorist, <laughs> keeping him from completing his mission, right? Meanwhile, right, the, the, right. these flight attendants are like MacGyvering these idiots to their, <laughs> their seats yeah, using actual duct taping people. I think I have a reason, and I've, I've thought about it uh, mm-hmm. when I saw that saw this um, topic title. And um, so, the only people flying, or main, uh, or large percentage of people flying during COVID, had to be a little, just a little crazy. Thrill seekers, huh? Yeah, like you know, it just had to be a little. Like dare, you know, a little daredevilly because there, here's this pandemic that's killing close to two percent of the population. You don't know how it's going to affect you, uh, how the virus is going to affect you at all. Um, you can assume that everything will work out fine, which you know, depending upon your age and whatever uh, health, you probably would be okay. But but you don't know. You honestly don't know, and you don't have enough information. And here you are, like, oh my god, flights to Atlanta are fourteen dollars. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to do it. Even though at particular times, like nothing's open or whatever, or very few things are open, I'm going, you know what I mean? Right. Or, uh, 
I, I don't know why people were flying into California during the pandemic. You couldn't do nothing. Disneyland yeah. was closed. Magic Mountain was closed. Knott's Berry Farm was pointless to begin with and also closed. <laughs> uh, I'm on fire tonight, Orange County. I'm on fire Doing tonight. It. Let's go. Doing um, firing shots at Knott's Berry Farm. Yeah, let's go. Uh, unexpected. Unexpected shots. Incoming. Oh, my I'm goodness. Ready. ready. I came here ready for So war. these people are like you in Orange County. <laughs> They're just they're just looking to to turn a perfectly innocuous and tame situation. Just try and throw a dash of razzle dazzle in there for no reason. We, yeah, for no reason. Yeah, this, I, this these people are living behind the back passes. They're the they're per, the personification of the pointless behind the back pass. <laughs> that's so you are the human open court behind the back pass. That's people on these flights. That's what Brian Sue is. <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> oh man yeah it's is you know valueless um attempts at at, at uh thrill seeking so i think that it's it's it has something to do with the type of person that is willing to fly in a in a pandemic mm. right and slowly but surely we're starting to mix these people with normal people yeah Right, and time goes on. You get under, you get a, you know, a German and a Curtis. Right, a German guy walks onto a plane. I don't know. And these, <laughs> thanks, Kev. Thanks for the courtesy sort of laugh. Um, <laughs> you didn't commit you to know, it early enough. I didn't. I didn't. I should have bought all the way in. <laughs> no, German no, name German. Your, your behind German the back pass got got bobbled. <laughs> Um, so I think we're starting to mix with normal people and, and now you're going to get like more passenger to passenger fights. Cause you know, Brian's on the plane and it, it's just going to be, I think it's weird. I think it's, I think it's the type of person willing to fly in a pandemic. Yeah. yeah you're At least right. a large percentage of them or fair percentage of them. Right. Yeah. Cause who does that? Who says like, yo, it's a mass virus going around the entire world. Yeah. Now is the time to take advantage of cheap yeah. flights. Like, yeah. whoa. And yeah. and let's get to wrestling. <laughs> right. In a <laughs> like, con- in a confined space. In a confined space. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, keep that keep that pilot door locked, folks. Make sure that thing is <laughs> locked and 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 yeah, and those and everybody on that plane is safe. Because yeah, it, some folks is out there mind. If you were the pilot, <laughs> that's my you- theory though. If you were the pilot, would you? Had you ever? You ever just when if you were driving and you had some homies in the car that were acting up a little too much and just kind of just shimmy the steering wheel a little bit? Just <laughs> not at all. Just let everyone not know who's at all. who's boss. What if the pilot did that? Just a little. <laughs> don't make me come back there. <laughs> Straight barrel roll. <laughs> he gives the flight attendants the coat, the safe word. They strap in and he just. <laughs> Like it's a straight he spin. just goes straight up, just zero G for a good five, ten it, seconds until man, everyone chills out. I would love like a parabolic arc for like you know, like five minutes of just vomiting and, and fear. And I, I want to see and Brian urine, get off that plane and urine everywhere, and everywhere, uh, which is an excellent segue, oddly enough, to our next topic. Which is titled by Kev Ludicrous Peed number two. So we have actually approached the subject of uh, 
bathrooms on SpaceX flights before yeah. on this show. Yeah. So if you've never listened to Rapsix Radio, the fact that this is the second time we've spoken of toilets on SpaceX should tell you that this is the best show that you will ever listen to. This well, is the we are the podcast ever. We are, we are the Neil deGrasse's Tysons of <laughs> podcasting. More like the smoke deGrasse's Tysons, but <laughs> um, <laughs> so listen. The reason for this topic title is leaky SpaceX toilet problem will force astronauts to use backup undergarments. <laughs> oh my god, dude! Good grief. Uh, source for this is CNN.com. The players involved are SpaceX. The Interstellar New York Subway, as Kev has <laughs> titled it, which is incredibly accurate. Bathrooms don't work. People peeing on themselves. Um, yeah. Rich people mixed in with lottery winners. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. So anyway, uh, issues with the toilet onboard SpaceX Crew Dragon capsule will leave a group of four astronauts without a bathroom option during their hours-long trip back home from the International Space Station aboard a 13-foot-wide capsule this month. Instead, the crew will have to rely on undergarments. Uh, so SpaceX first discovered an issue with it, with the spacecraft's toilet last month while inspecting a different Crew Dragon capsule. The company found that a tube used to funnel urine into a storage tank became unglued <laughs> and was causing a leaky mess hidden under the capsule's floor. It's a saga that, at this point, has affected all three spacecraft the company operates. Um, Jared Isaacman, the commander of and financier of the Inspiration4 mission, as it was called, told CNN Business last month that an alarm went off during the mission alerting the crew to a problem with the toilet's fan. He said he and his fellow passengers had to work with SpaceX controllers on the ground to troubleshoot. The issue did not cause any serious problems for the Inspiration4 crew, I beg to differ, nor (laughs) were there any instances of body fluids getting loose inside the capsule. But after the Inspiration Force crew returned to Earth, SpaceX disassembled the spacecraft to further inspect what might have gone wrong. There's a storage tank, Kev, where the urine goes to be stored. Okay, that's what a storage tank is called. There's a tube that came disconnected or came unglued. All right, what kind of glue are we using here? That allowed urine essentially to not go into the storage tank. We're doing great. We're doing great here. But essentially, go into the fan system. This is where we go off the rails. Urine in the fan. Yeah. All right. So the situation highlights how spacecraft that have uh, conducted all the ne- uh, necessary test flights, been vetted and approved, and even complete full missions can still prove to have design risk. All right. I'm done. That's a lot. There's a lot more to read. But it's a lot of design risk. Yeah. Turn the spaceship Uh, into one big Gatorade bottle. (laughs) Bezos should name his next flight Yellow Origin. Just to just to troll. (laughs) Just to troll Elon. Uh, Dude, right? Okay. I'm not super comfortable on a whole spaceship. Where the toilet don't work. I got to figure out if you get the toilet ain't working. I feel like maybe I don't feel entirely safe. Yeah. I might be like, yeah, yeah. Y'all got to fix. Why do they say, why do they say backup undergarments? That's the plan. It's not the backup anymore. (laughs) 
rely on underpayments. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's your first line of defense. <laughs> what do we do here? What What's going on? Uh, pee on yourself, fam. I'm, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> yeah, uh, you got pee on yourself. Wait, we have to do what? Yes. Mm-hmm. Did you bring some extra clothes? No, you <laughs> gave us the suits. We gave you three. <laughs> suit one is now your pee suit. That's how it goes. <laughs> you know what I'm It's a couple hours. Pee in oh, suit man. one, change back into suit two. Yeah, did you see the... Um, they said... And they had the nerve to say, let me read this. Something about the materials on the plane, on, on the ship. Excuse me. All I know is that they said that they ran a test. Mm-hmm. Let me see if I can find it. Coating some pieces of metal in urine. Wait, what? To see if there was going to be any part. kind of uh, any kind of degradation of the 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 integrity of the material, I guess. What what do you think the 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 intern who came in and was told that they had to do the coated some pieces of metal in urine experiment? How how <laughs> their day their day quickly took a turn for the worse. Um, <laughs> Brian Sue from UC Irvine has been <laughs> invited in as a. <laughs> an intern to coat 26 pieces of metal with urine. Can you imagine? Because um, that, that whole thing was that he couldn't use the bathroom. That's why he punched that lady. Oh, was that the reason? Yeah. Or are you just making that up right now? No, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Some, some Something having to do with the, the bathroom or they needed him to sit down or whatever. Man, he'd have been throwing, he'd have been throwing joints all over that oh, SpaceX. Yeah, he was, he'd be scrapping the space and they would have died. <laughs> <laughs> Brian would have killed everyone. I'm gonna say this: going back to the Brian situation, <laughs> just real, just as a note. Look, I ain't trying to claim to be no tough guy and none of that. But how many men were on that plane? Because Brian I, well, beat that woman. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you gotta unhook your seatbelt, fam, and toss Brian from one end of that airplane to the next. <laughs> Until he figures out that he can't just be punching flight attendants on on flight. Like, I'm, I'm not saying you got, you know what I mean? Like, how many dudes were on that plane? Like, mm-hmm. get up and put Brian in a chokehold and, and end it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can't just let yeah. him beat the flight attendant up. Come on, fam. Like, what y'all yeah. doing? Hold him in place you know while I mean? he gets duct taped. Yeah. Hold him down. <laughs> nice little force choke with the forearm. You got Brian down. He was 106 pounds. You're good. You know what I mean? <laughs> I get it. If he hop up and he's like a straight NFL linebacker, yeah. you know, oh, <laughs> it's a rough someone's going to hold an L. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, that's, that's like a hard punch, huh? Yeah, it's rough. Ooh. Be dope. I mean, you know, you, you unfasten your seatbelt. You just do it a little slow. You don't do the rapid hustle. Like he's trying to be the first person off the plane. When You know, you do the casual. Maybe it'll figure itself out. Unhook of the seatbelt. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Just be but ready. With Brian, I've seen a lot of men on flights. Y'all too damn big to be letting Brian, mm-hmm. you know, beat up flight attendant fam. Y'all got to do better than that. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Have us on the plane in sweatpants anyway. We already ready. Mm-hmm. We already ready for the situation. We, we ready for several Brian's. Curtis and German, they handling it themselves. You good there. But you can't That's just right. let Brian beat up the flight attendant. <laughs> I'm just saying. 
we got we got to deal with this. I, I have to get that one off my chest. Like y'all, all y'all, all y'all tripping on that one. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Come on. You're better than that. Yeah. You guys are all better than that. <laughs> oh man. They had urine in the walls, Trek. That's a, that's a bad flight. That's I want to. I'm going to want to speak to the manager <laughs> after that flight. Urine in the wall. You think R. Kelly learned how to read in jail just to just to be able to read this article over and over again? Oh, urine in the walls, man. That's like that's his comeback album title. Urine in the walls. <laughs> oh, all this mi- is so all horrible. misspelled. <laughs> so horrible. That thing is a billion dollars, fam. You're in like the walls. <laughs> stop. <laughs> you gotta stop. <laughs> no, nah, man, that, that that thing cost millions of dollars and the toilet's broke. <laughs> like, it's, it's just it don't make no sense. Plastic pieces is falling off because the glue ain't holding yeah. it. I'm like, so it's a luxury apartment complex in the in the sky. <laughs> like, what in the yeah. iPhone four is going <laughs> on here? <laughs> Y'all didn't figure this out. Yeah. Am I holding the, it wrong? Is that what's I don't happening? care if the bidet has autopilot. <laughs> I'm done. By the way, that's not a bidet. That's not supposed to work like that. It's not. It's not supposed to shoot urine back at you. It's, it's definitely not how that works. Uh, yo, next topic, Kevin. Yeah. Uh, you titled this one, Messing With Me Means Money. Now, I want to note that I do not, do not. This is, I think you're about to answer my first and only question to you about this. Go ahead. I strongly dislike this song. <laughs> strongly dislike this song. What right? song? But I am also in strong agreement with... Uh, with the bar, which we're going to speak of. So a, a son at a bar jukebox issues rules on playing All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. And Mariah Carey responds. Source for this is Fox8.com. Players involved are an unnamed Dallas bar, Mariah, Mariah Carey, and, and the war on Christmas. Um, all right, listen. <laughs> all of y'all are going to agree with me here. I, I, we have a lot of old head energy on this show. Mm-hmm. You're going to agree with this bar as I do. A tweet showing a photo of a sign with rules on when Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You can play at an unnamed Dallas bar is going viral, okay? Um, so Twitter user, a Twitter user tweeted a photo on October 22nd, note the date, with the caption, Dallas ju- Jukebox. And here's what it says. It says, Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You will be skipped if played before December 1st, after December 1st, the song is allowed uh, allowed one time a night. <laughs> Got to, oh, that was a little extra. But one time a night. All right. So the tweet has already gotten over 8,000 interactions, which, you know, is, is like 5 million in Twitter world. And Mariah Carey herself responded on October 28th after the original tweet was retweeted by another Twitter user in a photo she tweeted. Uh, she's dressed as though she is going to battle. So she's ready to fight so that you can play uh, All I Want for Christmas is You before December 1st. Word. Kevin, I'm going to let you take this one because I actually have some thoughts on this. And I don't want to overtake this. So I'm, I'm going to let you take this I one. Nothing. I'm glad she was a good sport. That song sucks. 
This is a time of year when every DJ has to steel themselves and mentally prepare for the girl who's going to come in at two in the morning like she just had the best idea for what song you should play in the history of requests. And it's always this song. Listen, we're not doing this this year. I'm, I'm not doing it. I, I'm not doing it. I'm I'm at Target or whatever store. I'm re- I'm going straight to the manager. I'm not doing it. You're just gonna Christmas just, songs. You're just gonna Brian sue him. I'm doing. Yeah, it's Brian sue time. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm not gonna punch nobody, but you know, Brian, I'm, I'm sue. <laughs> Wu-Tang, right? Uh, yeah, no. We we as a we as a people, Kev, <laughs> humans. We as a people need to rise up against Christmas before Thanksgiving. We have to rise up, man. Like the, it's it's gone too damn far, yeah. right? Christmas decorations are going up right now oh, as we oh, speak. You're, Someone you're, is putting their yeah. I'm this is the it. war. On, oh, this is the war on Christmas. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to fight. Let's let's Brian's roll. Ready for battle, and so am I. Yeah, we got to stop this. As a society, we need to stop this. Like, look, I'm not. I understand the all of the implications behind Thanksgiving and and its issues that we have. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But but at the same time, I, I'm just using it as a date and time. A moment mm-hmm. in time. I'm just talking Thanksgiving weekend or whatever. We got to stop doing Christmas before Thanksgiving. Matter of fact, some of you are doing Christmas before Halloween. And it's, it's just, it's ridiculous. I'm I'm so sick of you that the only thing I'm more sick of is this damn song. <laughs> like, December's the worst month on every radio station. Like... <laughs> Cause like every five minutes, this song comes on, and I'm, and all I find myself doing, Kev, all I find myself doing, Kev, and audience, when this song comes on, and people are, you know, super excited, it, all I find myself doing is going, Donny Hathaway's "This Christmas" is the greatest Christmas song of all time, and you guys never play it. You're that. I guy. hate you. <laughs> I hate all of you. Every single one of you. Also, at the camera, all of you. Again, as a DJ, all I want for Christmas is about 562 beats per minute. So if you're in, you are you are in for a penny, you are in for a pound. That song is getting played from start to end, and you're going to go drink an entire bottle of whatever brown liquor is nearest to the DJ booth, because you cannot do anything around that record. You can't make it sound cool. You can't blend it with anything that's uh, cooler or, or more pleasant to the ear. Um, you can't do a mashup with her other records that maybe are good. You can't do anything. You just got to play the record. You got to go and uh, yeah, and hate yourself the hate entire yourself. time. Hate yeah. yourself. I yeah. hate it. This oh god, I used to have to MC, you know, <laughs> and during the you know the holiday season. It, can you play Mariah? No, no. <laughs> Would you? you shouldn't either. You just shut it down. I just, ugh. You gotta have a good. You gotta be a good sport about. Let's like, okay. First of all, what what? How much money did this Dallas bar spend on this high tech, state of the art jukebox technology that can 
only play Skip. a record after a certain time of day and then only if play you, it once in a 24-hour you put your money period. in, however you put your money in, you lose. That's big. And I... That's like slot machine technology. That's Vegas level. They say that they're having trouble finding people to work. But I, I will... You'll be the guy be who the kicks guy everyone out. <laughs> that, that skips that song. I will stand right by the jukebox. Go ahead, put your money in. A word? Press play. Skip. Unplug. <laughs> yeah. Do it again. Do it again. I dare you. We're just going to do this all night. I dare you. Skip. I'm skipping it. Say it and again. Say it again. Right. Yeah, go ahead. All you want for what? Doot. <laughs> now what? Now oh, what? man. I remember when uh, the the... What was that Godforsaken Justin Bieber record came out that was the with sorry and all that stuff on it? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I got it. Whatever, I get it. But every five minutes but someone here's And I finally That's all you can do. I put up I put up the sign. And it said I said, sorry, we are all out of Bieber. <laughs> I would now that should have gone viral. Look, <laughs> so many to, at at snapback when this was requested, and you were you know right. Mm-hmm. I'm the MC, so everybody mm-hmm. walks up to me and requests. I'm like they're blocking. We're like blocking people from talking to the DJ. Right. When they, and the best thing about being an MC uh, for nightclubs, which I'm likely going to retire from by the end of this year, by the way, is. You come to you come to me. You request your song. I say no, and then you go around me to the DJ like it's a mother father thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, yeah. we're in tandem here. I actually, I'm not like some dude that's yeah. standing up here. I'm, I actually work. We're part of me. Oh, listen, can you play all? Uh, I want it for Christmas. Is you okay, Susan? Do you really think that that's the best song after put it in your mouth? Though it just doesn't seem like. I mean, I guess they correlate, but. They don't though, right? Like it's not the same. We just played straight out of Compton. It, there's just it just doesn't seem like this is meshing. You know what I mean? Right? Like how does that work? You know what I mean? We're, all we're going I into want an older right now is an Akinelli cover of All I Want for Christmas. <laughs> I cannot focus on anything else. It's it. just crazy. It's like <laughs> Follow the vibe, Sandra. <laughs> why did, why follow did the Old vibe. Dirty never do a cover of, of this song. He should have done a cover of this. We, should, song. we need an Absolutely. album of unlikely candidates for covers of this song. No, what what we should have gotten, rest <laughs> in peace, ODB was an ODB Christmas record, right? Oh yeah, we should have got a whole ODB Absolutely. Christmas record. That would have been the, that would have been the but best not just Christmas, Christmas an entire you know have him singing Hava Nagila and. <laughs> Eight days of Hanukkah and and and, and dreidel dreidel and, and every Christmas song and you know whatever hot Kwanzaa joints are out there and little whatever festivus. hot Kwanzaa joints for <laughs> festivus. Um, <laughs> no, I I'm I'm all I'm all against this song in general. I'm all against uh, festivus rap. Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I'm against it. I'm, I'm, and and we don't play this Christmas, you know. Right, we don't play uh, the Temptations. You know, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. I mean, a song where the blackest thing happens in the middle of the song. Right? Hey, Rudolph! Like that is that is that's my dad yelling across the yard 
<laughs> the back fence. To his homeboy. That's how they called Rudolph in Rudy. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Hey, Rudolph! Like, it's a moment. And we don't listen to that song. So, no, we cannot listen to Mariah Carey no more. We done. We, we yeah. done. It's not if it's not the treacherous three, if it's not uh, <laughs> Clarence Carter, little backdoor Santa. <laughs> Wait, the greatest Christmas song of all time. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed with that. All right, man. Yo, Kev, you ready? Let's get into these Dakota ones, man. Oh man, these are terrible. <laughs> these are terrible, but they're hilarious. But they're hilariously <laughs> terrible. Uh, all right, if you guys are unfamiliar with the Sakota Ones, they are called the Sakota Ones. What I do is I give Kev, you know, a couple of just random headlines. And Kev responds with either a one-liner or, you know, some Kev Sakota cleverness. So, let's get into the first one. I'm, this I'm, one is, so, I'm so excited about this right now. This first one? <laughs> Kev, study finds that crocodiles can climb trees. Damn, nature! And a separate study finds that Kevin can stay in his damn house. <laughs> right? Can yeah. I wait? I'm sorry. Give Guess me we're not going to Epcot this, this summer. <laughs> right? For what? God? Why that? Yeah. Is my question. Like, okay. Yeah. Wait a minute. Who's chasing him? Right? That's like their whole existence is to kill things. It's not even like they do anything, you know. They're saying, well, there's, a, you know, crocodiles are part of the ecosystem. And no, they're not. They're just. <laughs> they're, they got you? left. Be, they got left behind. They missed the bus. Right. The, the Big Bang hit and they slept in. That's and what they happened. Slept in. These fools woke up after the Big Bang like, damn, where everybody go? <laughs> And now they still here. I matter of fact, that'll be the next thing if I ever see a crocodile. Whether it's it's, it's going to be in the zoo, it's never going to be anywhere <laughs> yeah. else. It's like like the end of Ferris Bueller's in the credits. You're still here. <laughs> Go home, right? Yeah, that's that would be my thing, <laughs> right? The, the 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 zoo person is giving you a prehistoric explanation of crocodiles, and I'm just yeah. I'm the guy in the back like y'all supposed to be dead. <laughs> Go home. <laughs> Quit already. Quit eating things. You suck. <laughs> it's like climbing. These are the things that crocodiles can do. Aside from you know, killing, right? Mm. They can jump out of the water using their tails. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Like, and I'm not talking like a nice little hop. I'm talking like four to five feet out of the water. Right? <laughs> And now these fools can climb as well. For what? Just to kill me. Is really Showing up. Showing up. Yeah, at this point. Yeah. yeah. They're just profiling. This is the most trash thing I've ever read in the animal <laughs> kingdom. Like, this is, this, this pissed me. I was upset when I scrolled past it. This pissed me off. Like, but why? Why? This don't make no damn sense. Y'all got to not be able to do something, right? Next thing you know, they're going to be like, they, you know what I'm saying? Crocodiles <laughs> learned how to use Twitter to respond to track. Like, <sighs> the Michael Jordan of trash animals. <laughs> right? Agreed. Now that. They, 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 climb, they, climb up, they climb up trees to eat goats. <laughs> 
I'm safe. I got away. I'm in this tree. <laughs> Who's the goat now? <laughs> Did you get away? Oh, you got away. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> All right, Kev. The next one is the one that I I don't know if I can read this without. All right, here we go. <laughs> in quotes, sexy Bernie Sanders outfit could be the scariest costume this Halloween. Uh, no longer should sexy be limited to the top 1%. I'm out. Sent it to a show walk off. <laughs> okay, thank y'all for tuning in to this show. <laughs> I'm not doing anything else after a Bernie Sanders impression Rend- <laughs> rendering that sexy should only be, it should no longer be uh, uh, beholden to the top one person. All right. That was the Sakota ones. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Rap Sucks. <laughs> Rap Sucks Radio. <laughs> um, I'm your homeboy, Trek Life, and that that dude, that dude, I don't even know which way to point. That dude over there is Kev Sakota, you fam, Kev Sakota. <laughs> Bringing sexy back. <laughs> Yo, if you'd like to catch past episodes in this show, you can go to rapsucksradio.com or any of your favorite podcasting platforms. You can catch us on TV, on BTS, and Behind the Seas Network. Download the app or channel on your Roku or any of your Amazon Fire devices. Click on that app or channel, and we are right there with plenty of other dope content. BTS and Behind the Seas Network, we want in. And that will be it for us, y'all. On the count of three, we say peace. One, two, three. Peace. peace. <laughs> we out, y'all. <laughs> See you.